Welcome everyone. We are going to get started with today's topic, which is communication. And communication is a really broad topic. So we're going to narrow it down to specifically communication in relationships. And I will start off by saying communication is really about seeking first to understand and then to be understood. And a lot of people, myself included, are often guilty of when we're listening to someone, rather than focusing on what they're saying, we do this thing where we're listening to respond, where we're thinking about our next response. And that's okay. But if you really want to have a deep, good conversation with someone, and this is particularly important in marriages, you need to understand what that person is saying before you then try to be understood. So I agree totally with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is one of my favorite topics to talk about. And I would guess, this is just a guess for me, about 90%, I would guess at least 90% of the couples that come and sit on the couch in my office at some point in the first session say, we need help with communication. Yeah. So <clears throat> it's something that I work with with most couples. Mm -hmm. And so you, you brought up a really good point, you know, on my little notes that I had for our talk tonight. It's all about listening. Mm -hmm. And so I have seen this so often and couples report this, that they have trouble listening to the other person because they are trying to formulate in their mind, they're listening and formulating, okay, what am I going to say in response? And so the things that I try and help couples do um, I'm going to go through those, but first and foremost, it's about listening, but in order to make that work. So you said we want to be, we really want to be heard and understood. And mm -hmm. that is true. Those are the words I use, but the only way to do that, I think is to create a structure in which you take turns. So most couples, if, and sometimes I'll have them, you know, do a, do a discussion. Uh, I, I won't say argument, but sometimes it mm -hmm. goes to an argument, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in front of me so I can see what their process is. And usually they go back and forth, back and forth, and it's moving very quickly from one to the other. And the problem with that, it's really hard to stay focused on whatever the issue is. And they're just, they aren't really listening because they're, you know, just responding to, you know, 10 seconds of what the other person said. Mm -hmm. So, I think for couples, and this this is not something you would necessarily do for your whole relationship, but if you sit down and let's say you have a decision to make about anything, vacation, kids, money, then you would use this type of process where you set the structures up. I'm going to listen to you, and then I'll expect the same of you that you will listen to me. Kind of like a talking stick. <clears throat> Yeah. Oh, I love the talking stick. I've used that uh -huh. in, in groups with uh, kids before. It works uh -huh. pretty well. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. Maybe I should have a talking <laughs> stick in my office. <laughs> anyway, the talking stick, that's exactly what it is. You know, whoever has the stick. So it's a little more complicated than that. But that right. at the basic level is you have to take turns listening. These are kind of basic things that probably a lot of listeners might know. But tone of voice so I, mm -hmm. I put this in, I use the word process. And so your process includes words, the words mm -hmm. you use. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I probably don't need to go over the inflammatory words that I often hear and that couples often use. Yeah. 
but it's never, I, I've never found it helpful. Um, yeah. and, and so I try and help couples change the words they use, you know, no, uh, swear words typically are pretty inflammatory and there's, mm-hmm. I mean, I think you can express either anger or whatever it is in different ways, but sometimes it's just the tone of voice, the words you use and just eye contact, maintaining eye contact is another thing yeah. that's really critical. And so those are the kind of basics. Uh, here's one other basic I just remembered. Absolutes. People use absolutes like you never mm-hmm. or you always. And here's the problem with absolutes. One, they're, I'll say they're almost never true. Right. right. <laughs> I'm using uh-huh. absolute. But, uh-huh. um, but what happens is if, if you and I are having a discussion, I say, well, Liz, you never do this thing. Then all of a sudden you're off going, well, wait, I'm going to think of the time that I did. Yep. That, yeah, that's exactly <laughs> it. Yeah. And so what happens is you get pulled off of the topic just because you've used this word and you can say, well, you know, you often do this or, you know, sometimes you do this and the the other person doesn't react at all Mm -hmm. in the same way. So, you know, I think that getting rid of absolutes is really critical, really important. Mm -hmm. Now, the other thing I often hear uh, people talk about criticism. Mm Mm-hmm criticism in relationships. And so Gottman, this is comes from John Gottman, who I mentioned maybe often uh, here. Uh, He's a marriage, marriage researcher out of the university of Washington. And so he found, he found these four things that are present, or at least one of them is present in marriages that are struggling. And one of those things is criticism. And so from his perspective, criticism never works. And I agree that it doesn't work. And so sometimes I'll hear someone say, well, it's constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. I don't care what word you put in front of it to soften it. It's still criticism and it doesn't work. So, and I won't go into too much detail. We could probably do this later, you know, in another session on communication. But he, what he would do is he would say, change the criticism to a complaint. And so the difference is this, and this is, this is the example he would use. I would say to you, you know what? You always leave your clothes on the floor. So there I used an absolute. And I said, Mm -hmm. you always do this thing. You always leave your clothes on the floor. So that's a criticism. Mm -hmm. The complaint version of that would be last night, you left your clothes on the floor and it would be really helpful to me if you if you'd pick them up and put them in the clothes hamper mm-hmm. so there's a difference that's a complaint which is very specific and the criticisms are usually pretty universal mm-hmm. so that would be one way to get you know to change from a criticism criticism to a complaint because often when i say this to couples they say okay well how can we get how can we talk about changes that need to happen which you do you you do need to be able to talk about that but again it's how you do it it's the process and criticism doesn't work so and it's interesting you talk about that because how many times do you hear in the first year of marriage things like what way the toilet paper roll goes on all right. Squeeze the toothpaste from like these little things or, you know, leaving your clothes on the floor. And one of the things I learned early on is the little things matter, both good and bad. But the way you talk about it and the timing of how you talk about it 
is is very important. And so how Curtis and I have done it, and it's worked really well for us is we're not perfect at it, but how we've often done it that's worked really well is, I mean, for example, I would say, hey, you're doing something this way. Can we do it this way instead? And and the thing is, is you need to say it early on rather than letting it build and build right. and build and fester until you just explode. And they, because they probably have no idea that they're doing something that's annoying you or that's, that's bothering you. And the other thing I want to say is why the little things matter that are good is because spouses aren't mind readers and man, I can't tell you, (laughs) and I can't tell you how many times where I'm like, why can't you just know what I'm feeling, Curtis? Like, why don't you just get it? And well, it's not fair to him. No, it's not, but I I'm laughing because I often hear that. Uh-huh. I'm gonna so this will come across sex. I often hear that from wives. Yes. For some reason they want their husbands to really know what they're thinking and what they want. And I was I was guilty of that, you know, early on. I would get really mad when Curtis didn't pick up on that I was frustrated. Like mm-hmm. if I was frustrated about something, I would get even more frustrated that he couldn't tell that I was frustrated. Right. Which which wasn't fair to him. So, you know, with with And with the good things, like the little things that you, if you appreciate something that your spouse is doing or, you know, little things that they do, I think it's just as important to tell them that like, Hey, I, I appreciate it when you do this because then they know, and you know, they can keep doing it. Well, it's, I think it's more important to express the positives than the negatives. Yeah. Focus on the positive. Yeah. Here's my one little story. I spend a whole session with mm-hmm. a couple once talking about the direction of the towels in the cupboard. I kid you not. <laughs> I believe it. <clears throat> and I believe so, it. You know, and they wanted to pay me for that, which is fine. Uh-huh. But I think also you have to be able to let some things go at times yeah. and, mm-hmm. and decide what, right. Pick, pick your battles. And I think you, it's really good for couples to get that experience because guaranteed if they have children in the home, when the mm-hmm. children hit adolescence, You've got to learn how to pick your battles because there will be a lot of them. So Mm -hmm. I think that um, certainly talking about the things that you want to be different is important. But if you phrase it in terms of a complaint as opposed to a criticism, Mm -hmm. it's just so much easier to hear. Mm -hmm. So let me give you the basic structure that I try and help couples with in addition to listening. So the first Mm -hmm. step, I have these four steps and the first step would be listen and understand. And so that's just really being able to focus on the other person and take turns and understand. Now, a part of the understanding is this is a communication technique called reflection, which means every so often you want to be able to say, okay, here's what I'm hearing you say, Mm -hmm. because it's really easy to to diverge at some point in the conversation. If you wait too long, then it's really hard to come back to, you know, that common point. So it, the reflection just acts as, you know, a check-in, are we on the same page? Mm -hmm. And, and, and then person can say, well, no, I really meant this, or, you know, you've misunderstood that. So that's part of the listening and understanding. But I, I think that it's important to use open-ended questions. And an open-ended question is one that you can't answer with yes or no. Mm -hmm. And you'll get, you'll get a lot more information. Now here's one that a lot of couples, once they learn it, they really like, don't use the word why. Okay. 
So if I say to you, right, if I say to you, why did you do that, Liz? Now, my tone changed a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. More of Mm -hmm. why did you do that? But it's still you then have to go into this mode of defending the reason that you did it. And if I say to you instead, Liz, what was going on, you know, in your world at the time that led you to do that? Mm-hmm. It's a very different question and the person is able to answer it and it becomes more of a discussion that you can then understand. And mm-hmm. so uh, so getting rid of the word why, at least in that context of this type of communication, I think is really important. The other uh, piece is validation okay, or the next yeah. step would be validation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the next step is empathy. And I separate them, although often if you're talking about an emotional subject, they're very tightly linked, validation and empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of people, try they, they stay away from validation because they think it means I agree with you. Yes. And it doesn't. It just means I get it from your perspective. Mm-hmm. And so the whole goal is to really be able to listen and understand so that you can get to a point where you can say, okay, I get it from your perspective, the reason you want the towels in the closet this certain way. I mean, if, mm-hmm. you know, that would be an example. Uh, and now you might agree with them, which is okay to say, but you don't have to. Because if you do this well, they're going to turn around and then say, what do you think about this? And you get the opportunity then to talk about it from your perspective mm-hmm. and hopefully they'll validate it for you as well. Now, empathy is about uh, emotion. And so empathy is the ability to put yourself in the other person's emotional space. Mm-hmm. Now, one of the things that couples, I think a mistake they make is they often focus on what I call facts. Okay. And w- so one, some things that fall into facts, like you said this, no, I didn't say that. And so, or, or we went and we did this thing on this day. Well, no, we didn't. We, you know, we did this or we spent this much money. Those are all facts. Mm-hmm. And the problem with facts is our memories are not perfect. We think we have better right. memories than we really do. And mm-hmm. so you're never, if you, if you start to argue with facts, you, I don't see that there's ever any resolution to yeah. that. Yeah. And it, and it's a bit of a waste of time. Mm-hmm. And so what I try to help, help couples do is focus on emotion. Okay. Focus on the emotional content. Yeah. You know, and you can use questions like, what was that like for you when, you know, whatever it is you're talking about, or what would be important to you to have the towels in the closet this way? Mm-hmm. See, and then what you're doing is you're asking more of an emotional question, not a factual question. Mm-hmm. That then leads you to be able to have an empathetic response because you're picking up on the emotion. Okay, let's take a quick break and we will be right back. Hi there, my name is Maya Acosta and I'm the host of the Healthy Lifestyle Solutions podcast where I explore ways that we can optimize our health. I learned about the field of lifestyle medicine, which uses evidence-based approaches to prevent, halt, and in even some cases, reverse disease. These are lifestyle modalities, such as using certain foods as medicine, using exercise to reverse disease, managing our stress, and even getting adequate sleep. 
Join me and the amazing people that I get to talk to as I set out to learn how taking better care of ourselves can help us both improve the quality of life and enhance our longevity. Let's get started. Right. And I like that. And I've I've thought about this before and almost like, it's almost like truth is in the eyes of the beholder to an extent. And, you know, people, they can't see our conversation, but I mean, you know, I'm looking at your walls, Mark, and I would say your walls are green. Well, you might look and say, no, they're not green, but they look green to me. (laughs) Right. You know, or, or someone might say, well, they're actually more of a teal, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, and it's like, well, we're both right in a sense, but you know, it, it, but to to have the discussion on whether they're teal or green or whatever the color is, mm-hmm. in the end, it doesn't matter. Yep. And, you know, you can say, well, what do you like about those walls? Mm-hmm. You know, and then it's very, it's a, just a very different question. Mm-hmm. And you get to, well, I like that it's dark and, you know, it's peaceful and it's calming. And so you get a different uh, response. So not every not every discussion you're going to have <clears throat> will include some sort of emotional component, mm-hmm. um, but but oftentimes they do. And yeah. so what I I use this term with couples: listen for the big words. Okay. Now what I mean by that is mm-hmm. listen for the emotion laden words: okay. fear, anger, anxiety, excitement. You know, I love this. I like this frustration. And mm-hmm. every anytime you pick up on an emotion word, that's where you go. And you you then key in on that and ask about the frustration. What okay. was frustrating about that? Or, you know, if you if they say, well, I really liked it when we did this. Oh, tell me what you liked about it. And so okay. you go down yeah. the emotional path. Mm-hmm. And once you focus on emotion, it's much easier then to go to the fourth step, mm-hmm. it, which is solution. Okay. And yeah. so you do need to get to solution at some point. But I think the mistake that a lot of couples make is they try and go there too quickly without knowing mm-hmm. either what the issue is for the other person or what the emotional content is for the other person. Mm-hmm. Because, for example, if you're talking about something and there's fear in the other person or anxiety about it, and you just try and go to solution, you haven't given your partner the opportunity to talk about the fear and you don't understand it and you can't validate it. So going back to what you said at the start, I think what we want is to be seen and heard. Mm -hmm. And so if, if I do a good job of really listening to the anxiety and the fear, and I can say, okay, that makes sense. Then you feel seen and heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, about it. even though I may not ha- have that same emotional reaction about something, that's not the point. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, what matters is what your emotional reaction is to whatever it is we're talking about. So I think, you know, if you both take turns and you've really understood where each other's coming from, mm-hmm. then one of you says, okay, what should we do about this? I have seen this so often that if you do that first process, which takes some time, then coming to to a solution is usually really easy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, if there's a compromise to be made, 
the compromise is so much easier if you understand where each of you is coming from. So does it take a little bit more time? Yeah, it does. But it's really worth it because what it does. Yeah, yeah, in the end, it tends. I think the couples that come in to see me, and I would say this is probably true for most couples, is they really want a really close emotional connection. Yeah. And to have that close emotional connection, you need opportunity. You need to create time and space where you can sit and talk. Mm -hmm. And then in that opportunity that you have to listen and understand and to validate the other person's emotions or experience and to have that empathy. And then you can come up with a solution. It brings you closer together. Yeah. And as I, and as I'm hearing this, it makes sense. And it brings me back to the biggest conflict I think Curtis and I have ever had. And we talked about it a little bit in, in the finances episode, there was this conflict of how we were going to spend this extra money Mm -hmm. and that we had. And what it came down to is neither of us was really listening to the other person. We were so focused on what we wanted that we didn't take the time to validate and listen. And I mean, and it created a breakdown of, of communication between us for, for days and, and, and there was things leading up to it before that. And so, you know, we'd had a breakdown in communication for probably weeks. And I was at a point where I was like, man, this feels like it's, it's never going to end. It feels like we're just stuck in this rut. And a part of me catastrophized it and was thinking, Mm -hmm. My marriage is over, which was not the case. No, <laughs> not even close. No. <laughs> not even close to the case yeah. because Curtis and I are a really, really solid couple. And really, that's what it came down to is we weren't listening and and validating each other's emotions. And I'll get a little vulnerable here, and we can talk about a scenario that Curtis and I have recently been through that we we've, we've had to work through in our almost ten years of marriage we've never really had any big bumps in the road. I mean, Mm -hmm. we've just, we've just been really fortunate. Our marriage has been a very happy one until about the last six months, I would Mm -hmm. say. So we were living in Utah. We packed up and we moved cross country and it was really, really hard for me because I loved my life in Utah. And I felt like I had made this big, huge sacrifice. And we were both on board. We had both agreed. And then we got here to this new state and things didn't go the way we imagined them. And I really felt like I had made this big sacrifice. And Curtis just he didn't take it seriously or he didn't feel he didn't understand my sacrifice or he didn't it was like almost like he wasn't validating what i had sacrificed right but, right you know but but in his mind he's like well we moved out here to to create a, a better life you know we had we moved out here to be closer to my family and to get help for my mom and to help her out yeah and you know and so it created this really big breakdown in communication and how it got resolved is we finally just sat down and listened to what the other one was feeling. And I think we kind of went through that process 
And so let's talk about that when you have something, something like that, where there's not really a, a solution. So if like, for example, me and Curtis, we can't go, we couldn't go back to Utah, but I had a lot of bitterness, bitterness and resentment towards him because uh, we had done this big change and he felt frustrated with me because it was like, I, I wouldn't commit to this decision. I kept living in the past and we've worked through it. So let's talk about how you work through something like that. So I think it's a really good example and I'm glad you were able to work through it. I, as mm -hmm. you were telling the story, I thought you unfortunately moved in the context of a pandemic, which is really, that made it hard. <laughs> it, to, it, may, yeah. it, mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit harder. So this is, this is a good example of how, and so you're right. There's no solution, mm -hmm. but I often put solution slash resolution. So you can have okay. a resolution mm -hmm. to this particular issue, because I think that all that would be needed mm -hmm. is for Curtis to be able to really, he'd have to put aside his, uh, stuff about, you know, the facts, because if, you know, in what you were talking about, he was, he was listing the facts. Do you remember that? Mm -hmm. yeah. um, we came for this reason, that reason, better life, mm -hmm. all these things. And those are mm -hmm. facts. And that I've never found that to be helpful. But if he focuses on the emotion, and just lets you talk and say, what's hard about this? What's been hard about it? What do you I would even go into? What do you miss about Utah? What you know, mm -hmm. and so you you go into that and focus on the emotion. And in you can even focus on say the resentment. I would yeah. I would dive I would dive right into it and say, it seemed although you may not have been angry, maybe you're frustrated, but I would have said, what are you angry about? Tell me, because I want to know. Mm -hmm. And so you have to, to, in order to do that, you really have to put aside your defensiveness. And I'm talking about mm -hmm. the person who's listening, in this case, Curtis, you know, mm -hmm. and, but again, I say this to all the people who are in my office, we, I think we can learn how to set aside uh, the defensiveness. Mm -hmm. And it really is helpful because I can do that if I know you're going to listen to me. Yeah. And so I can put it aside and I can just say, okay, I'm going to listen and understand. And so I'd go right into the anger or the frustration or the resentment and you mm -hmm. can't change it, but he mm -hmm. can say to you, of course you feel that, you know, you want yeah. to get to the end where he says, I get it. I really understand the reason you feel that way. Yeah. And then to make it um, balanced and reciprocal, if you could say, to him, then you say, well, tell me about what it's been like for you to make this move. Mm -hmm. And then whatever it is he's saying, and try and get him to stay off the facts and more onto uh -huh. the emotional content, which is a little bit more difficult sometimes for yeah. me. Yeah. But you focus on the emotion, then you're, then you're able to uh, validate it. And then, you know, you can say, well, what should we do about this? There's not a solution to that. Uh, but, you know, you could, you probably will feel better. Mm hmm just by having been heard and have him say, yeah, I get it. Of course, you're, you know, you're either angry or resentful or whatever it might be, the emotion. Right. And, and in Curtis's mind, he, and he's always been this way. He just wants me to be happy and he wants to make me happy. And so in his mind, and I think that was part of my frustration, it was really hard for him to say, I understand that moving here was hard or I understand that you miss Utah because what good does that do to just sit here and, and wallow in, in what was, you right. know, and, and that was his thought process. And, and to a point he was right, 
but when he did finally validate and that's all it was is is and it wasn't that you know we're wallowing in what was it was that he was validating how i felt right so this is a again i'm going to make some distinctions between men and women but this is based mm-hmm. on my experience men, we raise men to be problem solvers and so yes what happens is if you know our spouse is unhappy or there's mm-hmm. some emotion then we go right to i want to solve this but the problem is i can't change your emotional state i can't solve yeah. it for you and so and somewhere inside he knows that and so what he does in order to not have that conflict, he just avoids it. He avoids mm-hmm. going into it. It's just, we'll be happy because of all these facts then, yeah. you know, you should be happy. And that's, and so it's, but once men really let go of this idea that they have to solve their spouse's issues or emotional issues or even other issues, it's really freeing that really what mm-hmm. they want is just to be heard and understood. And you could say, yeah, of course. Mm-hmm. So I have this, I know we're almost out of time and I want to mention this because this mm-hmm. fits right in. This is um, a YouTube video and I'm pretty sure it's still there. It's called, it's not about the nails. Have you ever I've watched it? Have you yes. watched that? Yeah. See, I watched this is it. You, a perfect yeah. example of this. Uh-huh. Yeah. You've referenced it before on the show and I'll post another link to it in, in this episode, but yeah, I went and watched it and I'm like, boy, yeah, that, that really hits the nail on the head. Right, uh, right, <laughs> because the guys tried to solve it, and uh-huh. the wife is just saying, "No, I just want you to listen." So mm-hmm. it's it's an amusing way to depict this problem that is common uh, yeah. with couples that mm-hmm. we don't need to solve each other's emotional problems; we just need to understand them and validate them and have empathy for them. I think that's yeah. the key, really, the key. Yeah, yeah, and and I agree, and and I think it's that's the case or that's applicable with, with any relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been, oh, yeah. I've been, I've been talking to my mom a lot and, and she's having some, some struggles with some family dynamics that are going on back where she lives. And, you know, and she's, she's opened up and she's talked to me about it. And in a way, even I was hesitant to, to validate what she was feeling because part of me wants to fix it. I don't want her to just keep dwelling on it and just keep thinking about how unhappy she is, but she just wants to vent and she just needs to feel better. And just having her feel seen and heard, it's helpful to her. Right. And I th- I really believe that if people still cycle around something, you know, dwell on it, like you said, mm-hmm. I think it's because they aren't being heard. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's because they, they want someone to see either the pain or the frustration or whatever it is that they're experiencing. And my mm-hmm. experience is once they, once they feel that, that someone sees it, it, it go it starts to go away. They can, they can move on to then, okay, what are we going to do about this? You know, mm-hmm. to the solution phase instead of just being stuck. Yeah. Or, you know, and, and again, in her case, it's one of those things where there really isn't a solution, right. but it, it can help you even just accept it and mm-hmm. move on. And that's one of the hardest processes for human beings is just to accept something and move on because we don't like change. We don't like no. emotional distress, and but it's part of being human. Yeah. And in a, uh, I just thought about empathy. In a couple of weeks, we're going to talk about uh, differences. You know, how do you, how do you navigate differences in relationships? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For me, it's all about empathy. 
I think that our culture right now, we're missing a lot of empathy, understanding that people are different. We have different ways of seeing the world. It doesn't make us bad or good or better or worse than anyone. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the ability for that we have to accept that we all have differences. So that's empathy. Yeah. And, and I agree so much. I mean, in the world, there is so much division and really what it comes down to is it's okay to believe differently. You don't have to agree to be kind. That's That's right. That's really what it comes down to. Okay. So next week we are going to have an exciting episode. We're going to have another guest on the lovely wife of my wife, Lindy. (laughs) Yes, she is going to join us and she is going to walk us through how to talk to kids about difficult conversations. So we're going to hit specifically one of the things we're going to hit is suicide. We had a listener reach out after I did the episode with Adrian on suicide about kids, about talking Mm -hmm. to kids with suicide. And that's a really difficult conversation. It is. And, and she's so, had a lot of experience. So it should be a good episode. Yeah. And we'll, we'll try to hit a few other things. I know divorce is a big one. Yes. Yeah. Talking about divorce. And we're also going to try to hit on sexuality, sexuality, is, right. Is as well. So stay tuned for that. Uh, it's going to be a great episode. We're really excited to have